Welcome to Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions with hosts Shannon Reynolds of Visionary Creative Concepts and Branding and Jared L. White, the man behind the creative brand Tim K. Unlimited. Together, they are the co-creators of the Not Your Enemy Collections. The Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions are a forum to continue conversations amongst Black artists, creatives, and cultivators. We are excited for you to join our conversation. This is Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions. I'm your boy, Mr. Jared White, here with the lovely Shannon Reynolds. Good morning, Shannon. How are you? Hey, good morning. How are you? It's a coffee morning. It's a coffee morning? Mm-hmm. What coffees do you drink? So, depending on what I need it for, hmm. um, the stronger, the better. Um, I usually am like a, more of an espresso kind of girl, but... That's how I like my liquor. <laughs> yeah, that's how I like my coffee. There you go. Mom mode. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's going on? Nothing. Today is just you and I today. We No, no special guests um, this yeah. episode, so it's just you and I talking, um, shooting the shit like we usually do. Um, but I know you, um, this time I wanted to speak about something in particular. You saw, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Well, we both did. We both did. It was so good. It was. Thoughts, comments, concerns. Well, first I want to say, like, a lot of people are talking about the, the racial and the historical aspects of the movie, but I thought it was such a beautiful, um, love story. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like we don't, um see a lot of positive black love stories and it's it was very beautifully done where I feel like you saw the dynamics of the relationship you saw the highs the lows mm. imperfections of love um and how much they really loved each other at a young age man he was only 21 right you know I didn't even think about the love and aspect of it to be fair I was so concerned with what yes. was happening in the movie and, and um the um I don't know I don't know all the names but what was happening in the movie I didn't even think about the love part of it yeah, her name now is, well, there in the movie, her name was Deb, but like now oh. she goes by Mama Akua. Mm. And it was just her strength. I mean, honestly, I don't know who hasn't seen it, so I don't want to give away like. Oh, no, let's not give away. But, you know, everything. But there were just some moments where like you could tell how much she loved him. I think the um, the actors, act, actors, did such actors. a great job. <laughs> um, did a great job with that. But I think when me and you were talking about it, and I was like, let's do a podcast about it. It's like, I was sitting there like, um, I think I had like a, a, a surface level understanding mm. of what the Black Panther Party was. Such a good, um, I'm mouthing things to you because I'm weird. It's such a good way to put that you had a surface understanding of it. Because yeah. I, same. You know what I mean? Like, because it's not like we learned it in school and like from a previous episode or a conversation we've had, the Black Panther um, Party, this uh, white woman had said, oh, they're a terrorist group. And I knew as much to say that that was, you know, in like not factual, but I didn't have a lot of information to debunk everything she was saying. I was like, well, that's not true. That's not what they stood for. They had programs for children. They, you know, they were working in the city to kind of better their areas of of living and ask for more but I kind of was embarrassed I was like I did not know this story of Fred Hampton to the degree that I know now and I did not know the levels of the government to kind of um squash 
kill the the um the platform that the Black Panther Party was building. And it was, you know, as a black person kind of embarrassed, like I should know that, but like really should we? Because because it wasn't where are you gonna learn? Right. You know, this was something that wasn't taught in schools, um, and it's still and I, I, that was one of my questions, has or just curiosities, has it been changed in the school system enough now? Um and, and I, I don't I don't think so, you know, the way that we were taught. Um, we didn't even, they pretty much skipped over our history unless it was Black History Month. And then when we got to those months, we only learned those key figures, um, the the Malcolm X, uh, the Martin Luther King. And, and barely Malcolm X. And barely, barely Malcolm, Malcolm X. X. <laughs> like, I think it was, and I think systemically it makes sense now, anything that was radical, that mm-hmm. wasn't quote unquote considered peaceful, mm-hmm. um, was like kind of, removed from the syllabuses and the and the curriculums because if you look at Malcolm X like he was closer to the Black Panther like mindset and then you have um Martin Luther King that was like you know we're just gonna sit and be quiet and and that's no I'm no shade to Martin Luther King but I think the (laughs) but the the dynamics of his story is just different um it was peaceful protest and not to say that anybody was doing anything different I think that anything that exemplified Black power um, and black strength in a sense of like, we don't need this, our communities are, we, we're taking, and that's really what Malcolm X was mm-hmm. trying to do. Like we take care of our own. Um, we're able to take care of our own celebrating black families and equivalent to the black Panther party. It's like, I just think that it's, that's why it's whitewashed, whitewashed. Right. And that's why it's important that we understand our history, um, and understand the power that we possess, um, because that's how we push ourselves forward. Um, and it, like that, the the video that I sent you, um, there was a, a professor who was talking about how his nine-year-old son went to school, learned about Rosa Parks, but learned about it in that that uh, way that we learned growing up, that she was this elderly woman whose feet was hurting from working all day, when in actuality, it's a totally different story. You know, Rosa right. Parks was in her 40s, she was 45 or in her 40s, right. a seamstress and only worked six hours that day, but she came from a lineage of freaking um, civil rights movement and, and being advocates for black her black life and, and the black people around her. So she had a due diligence to say, you know, fuck that. I'm I'm done with that. And this is what we're doing. So his son came home, told him this, and he's a professor of um, African American studies himself. Mm-hmm. And he then teaches him the correct story, even has him read her um, autobiography. Then he goes back to school and sees to teach his teacher about who Mark, um, who Rosa Parks is. So now we have this nine-year-old teaching his. Uh, teaching his teacher about his history and his dad just was angry about that and it just really shows that we're constantly in this position of teaching others and that's not our responsibility but do you feel like it's our responsibility even though it isn't honestly just listening to that story just irritated me Mm -hmm. (laughs) um in a sense of like it's not even it's like i'm tired do you know i feel like black women are tired and that's really what happened with rosa park she was just tired of the same old same, you know what I mean? Like I feel like everybody has a breaking point, and I think this is a common statement said by a lot of Black people. It's like there is never never a question or whatever when we have in high school when you did history classes what you're gonna learn, and it's a lot of white based historical aspects, a lot of Europe. You like you're like 
where is all our our culture and our history in in the books because they're there you know what I'm saying so I feel like it shouldn't be um our job but in the same sense it's like you have children you're gonna have to rear your children you want them to be educated you know like I said I was embarrassed to not know the full details but it's like where would you have found that you have to go searching um your parents might not have time to teach you about every black activist that was killed or you know what I mean like I think that it's unfair because the foundation isn't set and also why are we teachers to, to other like like me as a black person or you as a black person if a white person says oh, I just I just want to learn more about Fred Hampton well look them up yourself you know and you know what I'm saying like I feel like there should be a, a releasing of like I don't I don't I shouldn't have to come to school or my child has to come to school and school his teacher on something they can yeah. be educated for and prepared for um amongst themselves yeah, I think definitely. that it's it's annoying but it's uh we're in that space and I think that we are our generation's a little bit different like I think some people do seek out that information but mm-hmm. it also should be readily available yeah black, <laughs> black history is, is it matters and it's um has been treated as an afterthought but we do have a responsibility to just teach ourselves and right. pass yeah. that knowledge along yeah. I think that's just really freaking important um Especially because I I feel as though a lot of us have had similar upbringings when it comes to that. You know, we I didn't have that privilege. I don't want to say that, but similar to what you said. You know, who has time to teach every single black activist that, and then they didn't have that knowledge as well. Right. Uh, like but, some things but, we don't know. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like some things are hidden, and I think um, now we're in an age that we are. Uh, doing more research and also like I think if you're going back to the schooling systems particularly I know that here in Connecticut there I think they just passed the bill where it's going to be required for African-American and Latino studies to be um required Hmm. to graduate can't wait till that actually is implemented but you know I think they just passed the bill for that I think people are pushing for that because they realize that it starts with you know the youth because realistically speaking I think our generation or like part of our generation, because millennials are a big gap. They didn't learn about a lot of the um, the Fred Hamptons or, you know, the, I don't want to say the lesser known, but the lesser known uh, activists until mm-hmm. they got college and they did African-American studies. And even in my African-American studies course, I learned about him. Mm-hmm. So um, I only did like one or two, but we didn't talk about him in particular. So it's just always interesting, I think, um, the way that the educational system is 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 put together. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, yeah, I, I agree. I would love to have um, a person, someone on the show to to talk us through certain things. Why it is um, to help to educate us. I think I've taken after last year, I've taken a bit of a initiative to be a part of certain conversations, whether it's at work. That's why we're work my nine to five and this is why we're having this platform because I have been um, certainly ignorant towards a lot of things and, and started to uncover, uncover a lot. Like I saw a bunch of videos um, this past week about people mentioned like when they get to the thirties, all of a sudden it's like their brain opens up and they start to realize that there's more, um, you know, a lot of our issues is that we don't even know our history prior to the trans transatlantic slave trade. You know, we don't even yeah. know that we had a whole world life you know we are the creations of things um 
and it's just really unfortunate. So I would love to have someone up here just to like, yeah, like a professor of some sort. Yeah. Thing is like, and not to go on a tangent, but like Tulsa, mm. ain't nobody talking about that. <laughs> and the massacre, the massacre, like we. And here's the thing: I'm not preaching because it's like I also am coming from a standpoint of I'm embarrassed. Like mm. that's just, I'm, are you really? Does it make you feel embarrassed? Yes. Yes, it does. Because it's like, also, you're like, we're saying, take initiative. And it's like, before, before, you know, the world became what it is now. And it's more, I don't want to say, well, because everyone's using that word. Annoying at this point. But you know what I'm saying? Like, when people were more, became more aware, I think as a black person, you're always aware of your race. Yeah. Right. But I wasn't doing anything. It was just like I was living. I was existing. Yeah. I wasn't doing research. I wasn't taking initiative. Like, let me know my history. Um, really know my history. I'm not talking about, like, it's, again, you go based off of, like, edu- educational, and you know, like, the general speaking, like, Black Panther Party, it was dismantled, but, like, that's it. Right. Do you know what I mean? People lived, people fought, people did some really powerful things, and I think that you become embarrassed because it's, like, how do you leave a, how do you share your legacy with your child? Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not talking about your legacy, your people's legacy, because we don't have generations of stories right we were robbed of that how do you leave that when you don't even know what it is and you're not looking it up or you're not reading mm-hmm. about it and so for me it was just a thing of like yeah I'm embarrassed like I feel like I should have known that movie pissed me off <laughs> like and it's like at the end because it was just like how did we how did this go like unknown about like from from a, a, a mass perspective do you know what i'm saying like it's been known because i look at these documentaries and i look at these things and it's all history repeating itself that's what that's the sad part about everything that i've been uh, studying or seeing or i'm like this well this happened 20 years ago then it happened 20 years prior to that and we this uh, uh, this headline looks the same because like what's happening here um so that's when i see these documentaries and i see it being broadcast on tv and you know, or, or being written about, I, I just, once again, the information is readily available, but is it not, I, I don't understand, like, is it, or why is it, it's like, there's still this mental block there at times. Where or, we yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I was just kind of worried, like, maybe it's an awakening. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, so- Yes, because so I was watching James Baldwin's of uh, I Am a Negro the other day, yes. and, he, and in the beginning, he talks about how we only saw white people, so it, we shocked ourselves when we realized that we were Black at a certain age. So do yeah. you think it's like another reawakening when you realize that how we've been treated this whole time? Yes, and I think that... I'm going to talk about generations, right? Mm-hmm. Because our parents, give or take, you know, most of them did experience some portion of civil rights, right? My mom was alive and well yeah. when um, Martin Luther King was murdered and JFK was assassinated. You know, like they, they were alive. They remember those things. And so um, I think that that generation, um, particularly when they wanted to raise their children, we had the right to vote, right? It became a thing of, I don't want to say assimilating because it's that's not what I'm thinking. No, a, you know, but do you know what I'm saying? Where it's like, I want to protect you. I don't want you to have to experience anything mm-hmm. that I've experienced before. I don't want you to have to do this. And so I think 
that generation and protecting and rearing their children didn't feel the need to like, you know, that's in the past. Like, do you know what I'm saying? I, and we had no, made no. it to a certain level at that point. Yeah. We were just moving, we were moving forward. And then. Right. And it was like, we're moving forward. We fought for this. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that there was kind of we a blind eye. You know what I mean? Like a, <laughs> like a blind eye to like, no, there's still some racism. No, there's yeah. still, you know what I mean? And now that we're seeing like history is definitely continuously repeating itself. I think that we have awakened mm-hmm. the youth, the millennials, because while our parents experienced it right and said we fought for this we fought for whatever there's still more fighting to do and i think that awakening is happening especially because millennials are you know 20s 30s Mm -hmm. 40s if you think about like the lower part of that but still i think we are just like no we're fed up like we're tired and clearly there's still more fighting to do and we have the wherewithal to do it do you know what i mean so i think there's awakening and an awakening of the generations and the parents before thought like, no, we fought for this. Our kids are going to make it. Our kids are going to be better and greater than we are. They're going to go to college. They're going to do this stuff. Not thinking about really like systematically, it's systemically, it's still the same shit in just different ways. So I think there's an awakening in us um, and the anger in us that has now projected the more of like, no, we're going to do better. Because if you look at the producer, like, and the directors of um, Judas and the Black Messiah, like, they're all, are they're millennials. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I think. I get you. Because they're you pretty much doing, I mean? they're doing what we're doing. Right. I just feel like we, we have so much to say. We have so much. Um, we're just we trying are to... doing the work. My bad. I'm speaking over top of you. It's okay. We're doing the work. Yes. So that's what I, that's what I think. No, you put it, I, I didn't even think about it that, like that. And that's why we have the speak out sessions for us to right. figure it out. Um, I totally 110% agree with what you are saying. We have figured, we're fig- uncovering um, the, the, those hidden truths. Um, and however the message gets out there, it needs to get out there. Yeah. And so my question for you was this. This is what I was thinking, like, as we are getting educated, right? Mm-hmm. And we are learning even more about our history. Mm-hmm. What do you say to white advocates, allies, right? Mm-hmm. Or black lives? Like, what do you say to people that still choose to be ignorant or still, like, don't get it? Do you know what I mean? Like, because mm-hmm. I, that's why I feel like the schooling is important because, yes, we're learning about our own history. But, like, what about everybody else in the world? What do I say to the, to our allies who don't get it? Or mate, because they don't, or some right. don't. And, and I don't want to say allies, any white person, ally or someone that still don't get racism in America, because some people still don't get it. They don't understand. We're not racist. <laughs> I think that's when you have to really, but A, that would just make me extreme. Because like, how would you, how do you not understand? And I think that's where the frustration comes yeah. out. Um, and that's where you... In, to what Satasca's point of us being so angry. And I think that invokes a, 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 a bit of anger when you do hear that, because that's a really person who's blind to what's happening in front of them. Um, and that's where that piece of, it's really not my job to teach you at that particular point, because you are too far gone and I'm not going to waste my energy um, to even have that conversation with you, because now I have to, assert myself in a way because now you need to understand and that's what the Panthers were fighting for mm-hmm. because of people um, 
not getting it and choosing not to. That's why we're so angry. You know, that's why we have to protest, you know, and what we did. And, and I hate it when people were calling everything that we were doing pro riots, because that's not a riot. That was it. We protested. Um, so for that, like, there is no conversation with them because they're not going to get it. And I'm not going to waste my time. And, you know, you're not going to because I'm at, that's that's you have to crack their skulls in order for them to get it, you know. Right. Right. And then what would you say for. You know. The. I don't want to say white. Like non-black, because some people like because every some everybody doesn't know everybody's history. I think the main history that we do know, yeah, is of the European white thing because that was mm-hmm. that's what's in the schools. So yes. I want to say, in general, right, mm-hmm. the people that were in the United States school system, mm-hmm. right, that's not black, and they're like, hey, I just don't get this. Like the Black Panthers, like they were terrorists. They they mm-hmm. fired at the police. They did this. You know what I mean? Pick up a book. Like, here's the book and read it. Right? Like, let's you know what I mean? Like, and, then, I, and you get to that point where you're like, hey, here's just a book for you to read right. because you just don't know. And, right. you know, there's, I think there's a different level of, of, of people who, of white people who either know and aren't as educated and once they get educated, you know, then, then they're understanding, then they can become an ally to what's going on. And then there's people who just don't care to know and are, you know, everything that's happening, what happened with the insurrection, um, people who are living in that mindset, in that mm-hmm. world. And, it's, you know, there's but so much you can do there, but okay. we still have to be understanding, you know, that's what happens with, with our political parties throughout the years. You have to be really understanding of that, of that mindset and that thinking, because once again, as we move forward further in progressive thinking and proactiveness towards educating, um, towards, I wouldn't say educating, because once we just said about how it's not our job to educate, maybe it is just supplying resources. Like here's a resource for you. It's up to you to, to take it and, and go with it. You know, I can't, I can, I can just lead you to the border. I can't force you to drink it, you know? Yeah. So, when you're talking about that movement, because that's a bit of progression as well. That the other side of what, what like the um, results of the insurrection, that's going to keep growing too. You're going to have two groups of people that are growing in different directions. Um, and all we can do is just continue to 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 educate ourselves, right? So we can understand where we're going, where we've come from, and provide resources for others. Yeah, I think that's beautifully said I think that it comes down to everything that everything we're talking about you're actively choosing to do one thing or the mm-hmm. other right because mm-hmm. at this point in the world we live in the world wide web google everything you're actively choosing right. whether or not you want to know right or not know you're actively choosing whether you want to try to have any semblance of under, understanding of someone that does not look like you mm-hmm. and maybe the difference of their history uh, in, in their history versus what you were taught. And so I think that in any way or shape or form, everybody right now is actively choosing how they're going to show up in the world and what they're going to know about the world and everybody around them. Mm. And my hope is like, <laughs> I laugh cause I'm like, I'm tired of all these race movies coming out. Like, you know, black, cause that's all like, you know what I mean? But this, uh, this movie in particular, I will just say, was it was beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, sad ending. You know when you know the ending, yeah. and then you like, yeah, yeah, that hoping, ending. But, but once hoping, again, that, 
that's another ending that represents what right. is happening today. You know, when I saw that, I was like, oh my God, like, absolutely. But yeah. didn't know that story. I'm like, oh, are we still not seeing the repetitions here? Are we not seeing this, this, and what are we doing? And, and that's when you ask me that, that, that anger comes out because you're like, yeah, wow, yeah. we're still living yes. here in, in this. this moment. In this. In, in this. Yeah. And our parents would have been like, never wish this for us. Never wanted never. this. We're back to where we, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just feel like, yeah, that, the, I mean, who that when, movie. Uh, I was so angry with our parents. I, and I told my uncle this, um, he, we, um, last summer I, I was out with them and I was still, I can, was still really angry. And it's this, now we're into July, August at this, no, it's July. And I was still angry. I was still feeling a sense of mourning. Um, and I had hung out with my uncle and I was like, well, why didn't people tell us about this? Like, why was we not, why weren't we not, edu- why weren't we educated on this? Why weren't we educated on our finances? Why weren't we educated on, like, what, like, why weren't we educated on love? Like, why weren't we educated on these really important pieces of our lives to take us to the next level? And, you know, my uncle, um, he was locked away for a portion of his life. So he he didn't have those answers for me, but our grandfather was there and he said, oh, well, uh, my cousin's grandfather, my phone grandpa, um, he was like, we were too busy raising children. You know, we had to raise you guys. <laughs> I was really about to say like, oh, I got an answer for that. And I'm not even. <laughs> and, and then that's when that light bulb had went off. I was like, got it. You know, you guys were busy keeping us safe. And, and as you as you said earlier, keeping us protected. Um, and it is, it, it is our jobs and it is these, the um, younger generation's jobs to keep the, keep it pushing and keep the, uh, torch, pass on the torch. Mm-hmm. I will say, and you know, we could, cause I, I feel like me and you go to therapy. So we know, I think that unfortunately, if you look at the historical documentation of the attack on the black family, mm-hmm. right. That mm-hmm. was in their generation. Mm-hmm. So you had the breaking up of the black home. The movie shows that you had some black men going to jail for for fifteen years over mm-hmm. over ice cream. But either way, like just the simple stuff that I think that unfortunately what they were living through was the trauma. Therapy wasn't a thing until last night, you right. know, where people were going that they just lived with, mm-hmm. right? And all they're trying to do is maintain and survive that's what that generation taught me it's like my mom i'm just like you know i'm like mom you know i'm gonna talk about my feelings she's like you know then we don't got time for that like you know what i'm saying i feel like they were and that's no shade to her i just feel like that is that generation it's like no we're gonna work yeah right i you know racism because again they were in that in mm-hmm. the jim crow like all that stuff was happening still right so you have that and it's like all the trauma to that that was never dealt with. You have broken homes, you have divorces, you have fathers gone, you have mothers, like whatever. You have the drug, like all that stuff. All they're doing is trying to survive. Survive. And then Shout take out. care of their kids. Shout out to our parents. Shout out. <laughs> Shout, Shout out, out to our parents. <laughs> Shout oh. out to our parents. I just, not. I mean, I just, I feel like give, you know, you give grace to that because it's mm-hmm. like I'm not blaming the generation for not preparing us they were doing the best they could do right. with what they had, but you're looking at it. It's like, dang, like right. the trauma is decades. And that, and that's when, when, um, 
we call him Juju, when he said that, that's where I found that, really found that grace for that generation and for, for my mother. Um, and I was like, oh, got it. Right. I can barely, so I'm 20, I can, as, as a, I can, I can barely handle being 33 years old with no children on a daily basis in 2020. Can you imagine what it was like in the 1997, like, or in 1987, you know, it was just a different world then. And they were just trying to make sure that we had a leg to stand on, an opportunity to do the things that we're doing now, and then to, to keep it pushing and be successful. Yeah. Yeah. I would absolutely agree with you. And like, no shameless plug because we ain't getting, you know, we don't know. But like, if y'all haven't seen this movie, <laughs> <laughs> go watch it. Judas in the Black Messiah. It's, it's so good. So beautifully done. And like I said, the love story, I don't know why I, people I talked to, they're like, yeah, I saw it. I'm like, because the love that, that Fred had for Deb and Deb, mm-hmm. had, you know what I mean? It was so beautiful to see because it's very rare that you see there's some type of dynamic that they always try to put in there. Um, but it was beautiful to see a black love story. Yes. Although it ended pretty sadly. Um, it was beautiful. It was a beautifully uh, put together film. We um, loved it. So we give how, how many stars? We give five stars. Five stars. And I love having these conversations with you, to be quite honest. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Because we talk, this is how we talk regularly. But I yeah. feel like when I was like, oh, I was embarrassed. You're like, why? I'm like, because I feel like I should know this stuff. I think, yes. I feel like we should know these. I, I feel like we, yes, we have the opportunity to teach ourselves, but this is a point of being as vulnerable as possible of, of just saying, I don't know these things. And this is how yes. I feel about it. Um, because I love having these conversations with you as well, because then you can like, okay, at least I'm not the only one. And if I'm not the only one not feeling like feeling like this and someone else is feeling like this or, and how do we give our, once again, we can, only provide resources and and we're just black people a we're just black people and we're not expect well, no, we're not just but we are black people and we're not, not experts yeah <laughs> i'm not an expert in anything i just have an opinion and i have an experience yes that and we're just trying our best to um continue to educate ourselves hi friend so, i'm great What's next for us, though? What's happening up with the Not Your Enemy Speak Out sessions with the Not Your Enemy brand? What can they? I mean, we have our website, notyourenemybrand.com. It's official. It's official. <laughs> um, you know, I honestly think that the conversations we're having and continue to have on this on this podcast platform are amazing, thought-provoking, and I really enjoy it. So keep tuning in to those. And we have, you know, always having the apparel and merch that really advocates, celebrates, mm-hmm. uplifts Black lives. You have, to, you have to stay tuned to see what's next. Yeah. I love these speak out sessions. I do. I do too. <laughs> and I love when it's just me and you because I feel like we just be, like, this is like a conversation. Right. Legit, like, on and off. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll do more of these. Absolutely. Thank you for Thank joining you. in. <laughs> On another episode of the Not Your Enemy Speak Out Sessions, I'm your boy, Mr. Jared O. White, with my girl, Shannon. <laughs> Make sure you check us out on our Not Your Enemy Brand YouTube page and follow us on Not Your Enemy Brand Instagram. All right, see y'all next time. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode. 
of the Not Your Enemy Speak Out session. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at VisionaryCCB and who is Tim K. Interested in purchasing apparel? Visit VisionaryCCBStore.com. Until next time, step out, step in, and step up.